Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Your Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hey, how you doing everybody? Welcome to episode 107. Brian, how you doing? <laughs> oh, Jim, it's just lovely. Amazon's fucking up orders left and right for me. Did w way too much yard work and I'm too old because my back still hurts. Right, you old sloppy bitch. <laughs> but the beer helps, Jim. Oh, I'm going to need some tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, the beer does help. Speaking of beer, Bry, what do you what do you got going tonight? Um, so I picked up that uh that new trail expedition pack because I guess they went ahead and did collaborations with four other major PA breweries, and I was like, you know what? I always like getting my variety pack. So tonight I I'm starting with the new trail and evergreen, uh, slack packer hazy double IPA. As you can see, it is pure haziness. And yeah, this is actually, if you're following that uh, Breweries and PA tournament, these guys are in the finals, the Evergreen. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect from it, but I'm sure it'll be just another hazy IPA. Yeah, that is hazy as shit. Yeah, Holy crap. It's, it's, it's a thicky, oh, Jesus that's for fucking... sure. <laughs> Hold on. God damn heater. I thought I turned it the fuck off. Jim, it's spring. What are you still heating for? My house is cold. <laughs> it was chilly tonight. Jim, you don't keep that thing up at 70, do you? No. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, so now that distraction out of the way, I'm actually drinking Ooh. the Singtao Imported Premium Lager. Comes to us Ooh. all the way from... Is that the Tiger one? Uh, no. Wait, hon. Oh, no, no comes to us from let's see i can butcher this quingao <laughs> china possibly yeah i'll go with that imported via jago best imports out of san antonio texas crafted using malted barley hops yeast and pure mountain water for a crisp refreshing beer does not give the abv so that's interesting i imagine if it's coming from china it's a lager you're it's probably in the four to at most five percent range most likely i mean just looking from the bottle, it almost looks like Chinese Rolling Rock, and pouring it out, it looks like <laughs> Chinese Rolling Rock. It, uh, yeah, that looks like. So you said it was imported to Texas. Yeah, but apparently it got imported to the local Acme up the street from me. All right. So That's... I saw it there, and I was like, "Ooh, Chinese beer." So yeah, yeah, that is a that is a clear. Oh, that smells like it smells like straight like straight. <laughs> it smells Budweiser. Like, it smells like dad beer. That's give it a taste. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That is uh, that is a that is a light lager right there. That now, Jim, is. let me let me ask you: is that a is that a Jim favorite right there? That is a Jim <laughs> new experience, but um, for the price, it won't be a Jim favorite. I think it was like twelve bucks for a six pack. Damn. So yeah, for for what it is so far, mm, might be one and done. Man. You're a man of the world, though. You want to try all types of different beers. Goddamn right, Brian. Taste a rainbow. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Speaking of beer, I have a treat for you. Okay. So, I think this this whole area behind me, some utility mm. junction boxes, stuff like that, looks a little bare. So, I decided oh, to decorate. One second. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can only imagine what it's going to be. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, 
really really livens up the place i would say the only thing that that warms my heart is that it's uh not fully in frame so i accept that is that as obnoxiously too big (laughs) like when i bought it i was like oh yeah that looks good but i was like stats who needs it who needs to check the measurements for shit i was hoping for something i could do like horizontally across my back you know have it on display no this is like a it's like a full-on one you would put on a flagpole so one i'm I can't believe you bought it. I thought you were going to be like, oh, my brother had one, and I took it off him. No, but he did ask me where did I get it from. He was very jealous. Where did you get it, Jim? Amazon, Brian, where you can get everything. <sighs> you sure can, but you can't get that dignity back, can you? <laughs> Brian, I gained more dignity with this. <laughs> if I wanted to lose the dignity, i look at my stats. <laughs> Jim, why, did I, why did I do that before recording? <laughs> why, why, you got to stop worrying about the stats. Our true fans are on YouTube and find us other ways. Jim, we will never, ever, ever, ever be iTunes successful. You just have to accept that. <laughs> right, you didn't have to you didn't have to quantify that with iTunes. Right? You could have said a lot of other <laughs> But Jim, we have so many people we love that love us back. We do we do have our core. We have our core yeah. people. And they are they are fantastic people. Literally, so Jim all we Here's so here's one thing I did want to start. I want to start a trend with you. I want to see if you'll commit, because it requires you to do the ever-so-littlest amount of work. Uh Uh-oh. So, after we've talked, you know, and and once again, this is a callback to the last episode. Thank you so much, guys, from Hop Nation, Steve and Adam. It was great having you on. Loved being on your podcast, so thanks once again. If you haven't already, check out the last episode. Um, Make sure to go to their page, too. Just search for Hop Nation USA wherever you can, and you'll you'll be able to find them. But we talk, and we've said it many times, it's very easy to say the most overrated beer style of all time, right now especially, is IPAs. I mean, whether you do hazy, whatever, it's just too much out there. So, in a reverse, kind of like, you know how there was like Sober January and all those other like things? Yeah. Jim, I want you and me to do a no IPA May. I am, I this I can do. So every I episode, some, I will do some prep work with my boxes. I'll have some other beers. So not only for our episodes, though, I'm saying you can't drink an IPA all May. Oh, darn. do you think you can honor that? <laughs> nah, I, mean, I mean, I know you have so much random beer and I know like your wife will obviously pick you up random shit. Yeah. But you got to try and stick to just I mean, you shouldn't have a problem because I know you go Keystone. This this is what I do. <laughs> keystone maybe i mean summer's coming so that might be a patreon question coming up yeah so either way i hope everyone out there will join us for no ipa may appreciate and try a few different beer styles try something else please i'm because i'm so tired of every brewery pack i get now has at least two or three ipas and one like random so just Try different styles. Yeah, I think with the exception of, like, the Christmas beers when I was having them, like, breaking mm. back into my boxes again, like, every episode I think I've had at least one hazy IPA, and that wasn't by choice. It was just by what was in the box. Yep. Through random <laughs> What's selection. in the box? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'd rather have a head in there. <laughs> I could say something, but I won't, Jim. Right. <laughs> Jim. I know you're getting at <laughs> The only thing you get. <laughs> oh, Jim. Um, so, yeah, stick with us. No IPA May. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, 
Like I said, tonight I'm starting my hazy IPA, but I am doing a different style that I mentioned last podcast, so I'll probably bring that up about halfway through. But in the meantime, Jim, I know you just posted something on Twitter, and uh, see you're still playing that Super Mario, what is that called, 35? 35, yeah. yeah. Decided to get a couple rounds in while I can, because it's going away in two days. We're recording this on the 29th. As of April 1st, that will be delisted along with Super Mario 3 or 3D All-Stars and I don't think Mario Kart Live. Maybe Mario Kart Live 2? I know all the shit that they put out there for Mario 35th last year. That goes away soon. Why is it going away? That is a great question, Brian. Why would you (laughs) delist digital-only titles for no reason other than to generate FOMO and sales? Which makes even less sense with Mario 35 since it's free in the first place. Yeah, I was going to... I mean, is there anything in it that's like a micro-purchase? Mario 35... You know what? I never looked through Mario 35 for any microtransactions. I think it might have some. Because I think Tetris has some. For uh, real? Like, why would you get... Like, are they really scarce for server space? Like, what? Yeah, no, no, no. Then what the hell would possibly... It's all a marketing ploy. It's all all about generating that FOMO so that, what do you call it, people go out there and spend, spend, spend right away. Is there any chance, since you did say April 1st, that they're going to turn around that day and say, April Fool's... You they all could. downloaded it, and yeah, possibility. Oh, I man. mean, so I mean, do they celebrate April Fools? When you say they, <laughs> Brian, well, Tim, where, where, where does Mario come from? Brian, careful. I'm just asking questions, Jim. I'm nothing if I'm not inquisitive. Well, you're inquisitive, <laughs> all right. Walking a fine line. There, I'm just Brian. asking. It's an it's an honest question. It's an honest question. Yeah, but um, now I I think uh, fucking. That release, that port that they did of the first Fire Emblem too. That mm. was digital only. That's um, I saw that. that that's you... going away too. That's getting delisted. So the first official translation, quote unquote. Well, second, the two D, the DS had one, I think. But yeah, had like a re- But at least that one, it was. It's going away, but you had the option to like, like buy it, right? So you could still own it, but it just won't be available to purchase anymore. But well, with, I mean, if you downloaded it before, yeah, like any any of the well, except for Mario Thirty Five, I think. But like any of these things, like yeah, if you bought Three D All Stars, like it's still on your Switch. They're but, not gonna they're not gonna rip it off there. You just can't buy it again, which is fucking stupid. So yeah, I would really hope unless they, you buy the physical. Well, I was gonna say like, or are they making plans? I didn't know if all these games were digital only. Like, is this their way of now in a couple months releasing? you know, physical copies of these games to get you to buy it again. My theory from the start was it would go away as a bundle, at least for the 3D All-Stars. It would Mm -hmm. go away as a bundle as of the 31st. And then they would probably just milk you by doing them all separate. Mm. It's it's still viable. That's my theory. It's it's still a shitty move because they'll probably, you know, upcharge it. Instead of being like 20 bucks a game, it would be like 25 just for that little, you know, dagger in the heart right there. And here you are still supporting them, Jim. Yeah, I got my copy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you can it's all, all about Jim. You can <laughs> all go burn. Actually, the people who can go burn, fucking the dopes who went out. So the fucking the Fire Emblem. I'm going back to that. It got a physical, quote unquote, but it got a box with a collector and a little fucking you know the pins and all the bullshit and the map and like I think a reproduction cartridge that doesn't play any game on it. It's just you know hmm. for show. No game inside. No cart. Mm. Big giant collector's edition with like empty case bullshit. So. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot of people who went out and bought that because that was like GameStop exclusive, yada 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 yada. So it's just just a lot of fuckery going on. 
that's a uh man that's a new that's a new low i mean it's that is when you see like scumbag sellers on ebay and all that and uh yeah that's just a wow for nintendo to pull that off that's that's the balls. Like, you think about their team, their marketing teams. They just, they're like, how can we possibly fuck with our customers anymore? And they're like, you know what? I bet you we could just sell them a box with all this shit and not the actual game. Yeah. And they got away with it, they so. Sure I mean, they weren't the first one. Like, third parties have been doing it beforehand already. So. That's why like, they're third party. Yeah, but I mean, even on, like, other systems. Like, I think Overwatch had a bunch of copies that were just, like, empty cases with codes inside of it it's been happening on xbox and what do you call it playstation with other shut games. up we're making fun of nintendo jim look right they're not the only dicks but they're the most abrasive dicks about it i'll say <laughs> they they they're the first first party i think to really go full bore into it so jim are they dicks or are they assholes well brian they're dicks that fuck assholes so they're fucking themselves while fucking us <laughs> So are the customers the pussies? Then what's going on here, Jim? Look, Brian, we're just all getting covered in shit here at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, we need more of that movie. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, besides Mario 35, what have I been playing? Again, another, like, light week for playing stuff. Uh, trying to get that Pinball Land video out there. And also, another thing I'm working on. And played a little more Yu-Gi-Oh! on my Switch just as my pick-up-and-play kind of deal. So Nice. So, um, I did obviously another Bloodthirsty Thursday. I try. I popped in MK Ultimate Edition. As I said during that stream, I had already beaten the original MK11 and the Ultimate Edition. I just wanted to try out all the DLC. Mm -hmm. God, I love that game. And you, you've played a little bit of it now, right? Yeah, I play it a little bit every single week. So until we yeah. get up to the uh, review, we do. So yeah, I just I played a little I, of that this week too. I love the shit out of that game. Um, Kind of went on a binge, like, are you like me, do you, for Christmas, from a lot of, like, randos, like, just get gift cards or GameStop cards or, like, Amazon cards as your present for, like, Christmases and birthdays? We'll get that from, like, in-laws and shit like that, or just, like, straight-up cash, that kind of Yeah. Deal. So, I had, like, random, like, oh, like, $50 gift card. I was like, you know what, there's a whole bunch of games on Xbox Live, like, for sale that I just whatever like i'm just gonna buy a, a couple different games so i bought a couple and i bought my first i guess you'd call it farming simulator what did you start it no uh it's called graveyard keeper so it's basic oh. basically stardew but you're a dude that died and you resurrect it and you're like in charge of a graveyard no, and no. i gotta be honest so i mean you know me how big shocker it's some kind of horror theme to a game I was like, oh, it looks kind of cutesy. I started, I was like, oh, this could be an easy fuck around, like, for a couple minutes style game. Then I realized, like, there is a lot of effort you gotta put into it. And it made me almost double down on the, why do people love Stardew so much? Like, it's so monotonous, and you keep doing the same thing so much. And I see the, like, the addictive nature of it, where you're like oh, I just need to keep chopping wood so I can do this, so I can get that. Like, I get it, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm not that type of gamer. It just, uh, it's it's a cute game. It looks good, has great sound. I don't know how much more. I only paid, like, three bucks for it, so it was on major sale. Um, but I played that, uh, went through the puppet combo games, 
Finally got every goddamn version of The Nun Massacre. My god. I'm going to be releasing a video on that. That game is crazy. That dude who makes the games, even crazier. And all I can say is, fuck spiders. I've tried to beat that game now, both on stream, off stream. I've even tried to look up people who have beaten a game with the latest patch with those big ass crazy spiders. Nah. I haven't found a single person who's done it. They've only beat it pre-patch. So before there was Jesus. these crazy spiders, I haven't found a person who's been able to do it. And I've seen that puppet combo is even comment on people who used to be able to beat it. He's like, wow, you beat it. Good job. So that game is ridiculous. And I would love to see Jim try it. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Why not? But, uh, I can throw my hat in the ring. Yeah, outside of that, not a, not a whole lot like Jim this past week was just friggin' nuts. So, yeah, haven't, haven't been able to get a whole lot more in there. But I'm hoping to uh, get a little bit more footage for MK11. Like Jim said, we are going to be getting that review out there. And it can re-spark the, uh, the Mortal Kombat cleanup, I'll call it, as we yep. go through those. Gotta get rid of them. Finish and don't worry, up. some point... Fucking Donkey Kong. I <laughs> fucking do it. Stop playing. <laughs> Jim, it's just like one of those things you're like, I know I need to go to the dentist, but I can just keep dealing with this pain in my mouth. It's fine. Right, it's just fine. pull the tooth. Stop being a bitch. Hey, you're the one that's like, oh, my tummy hurts when I, when I play Medical a game. Medical complications. <laughs> Not my fault. Jim, I'll just give you a 13-inch CRT and you'll be fine. If, if I could record easily from that, then fucking... I have a 13 CRT right here. Shit. <laughs> but, yeah, actually, speaking of complications and making my stomach churn. So, <laughs> Castlevania 3. Giveaway. Giveaway's done as of this recording. Yep. Haven't picked a winner yet. I am never involving iTunes in a fucking giveaway ever a goddamn again. It's a pain in the balls. It takes, like, three to five days for reviews to show up. You have to manually switch your country to see reviews from another country that come in from outside what you, like, designate yourself. So it's a pain in the dick. Never doing it that way again. But we're give it, I'm going to give it until, like, the end of the week this week as of the 29th before I pick just to make sure all the reviews are in. Mm -hmm. It does tell me when they came in, so I have the time frame. So yeah. then we'll and get that together, and maybe next week we'll uh, announce the winner. And a lot of you subscribe to the site. That was the easiest way. We really yeah. appreciate it. Um, we definitely have... A lot of things I think we do want to have giveaways for. So, we'll, yeah, like Jim said, iTunes has been miserable for us from the get-go. And I've never liked its metrics, never liked setting it up for it. Um, the only thing that sucks with Spotify is there's no way to rate. You can't review or rate anything, yeah. Yeah, so it's like really we, we'll figure out a different way. I, the site's an easy metric for us to just monitor. Otherwise, we'll figure something out one way or another. But we do appreciate everyone who has subscribed. And, yeah, we'll get that winner announcement out there fairly soon. Yep. But speaking of doing things for the people out there. <laughs> right, it's time for Patreon. It is. Patreon.com slash drinkabeerplaygame. For as little as two measly dollars a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single episode of this Power Hour podcast. Money of which can go to more Keystone Light Signs. First up. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make you hate me this entire episode more than usual. From <laughs> Sandy N. With the summer approaching, what is your favorite go-to summer drink beer? Or beer or other alcoholic products? Hmm. So beer, it's going to just... 
be something white, Hefeweizen's, wheat beers, um, or a like farmhouse saison. That's like the easy. If I'm not drinking a light lager or a pilsner, uh, non beer, it's gonna be. I'll probably go just because I still love my bourbon. I'll go like with my mint juleps. I love those. Um, Brian, you're off the old fashions. I do like old fashions, but they're almost like too sweet. I'm at that point of uh, being an alcoholic where now I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to weaken my my drink with like sugars and simple syrups and shit. A spoonful <laughs> of sugar. What is this pussy crap? <laughs> so yeah, I'm at that point where with my bourbons and whiskeys, I'm like, you know, what? I like them straight or like yeah, a little bit of mint, a little bit of a cane sugar or something. But yeah, I like I like to keep it a little bit lighter. I'll be staying away from stouts. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, besides the obvious. Uh, I Jim, mean, my, we know what your summer go-to is. Bud Light Lime. No. and Well, no, Keystone's my go-to for the vacations. No. But during the normal drinking, it's a lot of... Uh, Fry, I was going to get to that for my non-beer, <laughs> which, of course, is my delightful White Claws and Trulies and all that. <sighs> a nice, crisp, refreshing seltzer. Jim. After, after a hard day of working outside, tooling in the fields as I do... You've never toiled at over any field in your life. Right, I I toil. I'm a toiler. (laughs) I I still... You didn't get out of your system last summer, Jim. You're going to still drink that bullshit. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy it, but it'll be in the house because of the wife, so... So, in in theory, you are kind of buying it. (laughs) I mean, we're going to go to semantics here. (laughs) We're going to go to the truth. So, is there anything you definitely stay away other than the heavier beer styles is there anything like you really just tried like if especially if it's hot like are you like i just don't i mean i mean you know i probably won't go towards any stouts reporters when it's really hot out there Uh like i don't need anything like super dark and super heavy when it's you know 90 degrees out and shit something that'll be churning in my little tumbly so do you other than doing your shots do you actually just drink whiskey I know you like your Tully, but you usually... I feel like I only see you drink whiskey in shot form. Yeah, it's typically either, like, shot form or mixed with, like, you know, like whiskey, ginger, and shit like that. I was going to say, do you have any liquor you just do straight? Actually, the only one I've, for the most part, no, but when actually for, uh... When I break out the, uh, the green spot, I've been doing that just straight with that. Hmm. So, I'll sip on that. Yeah. We gotta get you to be a little more cultured, Jim. <laughs> yeah, fucking culture. That's that shit. I'm gonna start mixing. I'm gonna start mixing my friggin' uh, my tolly with goddamn Bud Light Lime for a true summer taste. Jim, you might have just given me an idea for your loser, bro. There you go. <laughs> I, I actually went, we actually this uh, broke out the fire pit finally and uh, did. Some, I guess we wanted to bring the summer in early, so we made some homemade little marg action. So got some marg mix and some tequila and just sat by the fire and did that. Nice. That was fun. I respect it. Yeah, I uh, a margarita. Yeah, that if Monica makes that, I'll I'll drink. See, I I also I'm just at the point where like I don't want to go out of my way to make a drink. It's part of the reason why just pouring the whiskey is easier. Yeah, that's also true. Thanks, Sandy. But uh, yep, good question. Next up from Alex Perez. Do you guys like to eat any interesting or bizarre food combinations? My dad puts mustard on his pancakes. Ew. Ooh. And one of my favorite go-to combos is Doritos and cottage cheese. 
Huh. Uh, nuggets and french fries don't count, Jim. Nuggets and french fries are a classic I'll have, you know, sir. <laughs> I think he's assuming you, call, that's all you need, Calling me Jim. out directly on this one. Jim. I love my you, nuggies and fries. I know you love your nuggies. <laughs> Man, weird food combos. Um, I think the weirdest ones I can think of off the top of my head are... I always liked sour cream and onion chips, but they got to be like the ruffles or like a thicker chip right. dipped in mustard. That's not terrible. Um, I'm trying to think what one of my other weirdest. I've tried the whole dip in the pizza and ranch, but I feel like that's being yeah. more and more accepted. Like, I don't really like it that much. I think I like the crust. I don't like actual pizza because I love chicken bacon ranch pizza. So I was like, oh, well, combo. just ranch on pizza might be good. I don't like it. I like it, I think, more with the crust. Um, hmm, is there any other thing? Weird combos I do. I'm sure there's a weird one that I'm like, oh, I think it's normal. Um, I don't know. What do you, What about you, Jim? Maybe you will spark something in me. I'm struggling here because, like, I eat basically anything. So... I don't think it's typically, like, combinations that are, like, go-to combinations, but it's the fact that, like, I could have, like, a combination of, like, everything in front of me, and I'd still be like, oh, yeah, I'll eat this right here. Like, I'll have a Well, is there crumble. anything you, like, dip something in that you, that other people have ever been like, what are you doing? I know my, I know my way. I know Sandy's yelled at me for some kind of dip or something or other, but she just, like, hates mayonnaise in general, so. Yeah, she's not, she can't stand mayonnaise, so I feel like anything you do with mayo would be weird. See, like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Like, fuck. Like, I can't think of anything. So I can give examples. Like, I'll while you think about it, Jim. So, I, I bet, I bet our wives could pick out something right away and be like, "Yeah, that's a weird, gross thing that you do." And I'd be like, "What?" So when I, I've worked at many restaurants, I've had people request that I make mac and cheese pancakes. So straight up, mac and cheese in a pancake. I have one when you're ready. Um, I The atypical, and it was from the movie Waiting, and people do this, the ketchup on steaks, I will never understand. Um, that's... Degenerate. It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, Even some old London broil or New York strip, and no. No. Yeah, Even your I, shittiest piece of steak, no. Just use A1. Like, I, I don't care what kind of steak. Just don't put ketchup on it. Steakums, that's it. Um... I'm trying to think if there was any other really weird. Yeah, I, I got a weird one. Go ahead. So it's not, I haven't done it in a long, I haven't done it in like 20 years, but I remember back in grade school, we would have soft pretzel day. Okay. And those things would be coming in and those would be piping hot. Fucking yeah. great. So I would also, my parents would send me Skittles as like my snack for the day. Okay. So I would hollow out the, like the crusty, like outside rim mm -hmm. of the pretzel and stuff Skittles into there. And like, you mean you'd get rid of the dough on the inside and put... Yes. Okay. And i throw some skills in there, and then, like, the huh. skills would, like, kind of slightly start to melt and shit like that in there, so, like, the sugary so, crust would be so all over the So it's sugar and salt, and basically. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Just a more That's roundabout way of getting there. Interesting. Did you see somebody do that, or did you just say, I really want to combine these two? No, I never. I don't know how the hell I wound up doing it, but I did it one day. <sighs> Or maybe, or maybe I was like eating them at the same time, and I was like, "Oh, let me try sticking, you know, cut out the middleman, just stick it in there, and be like, oh, <laughs> that see, yeah. that would definitely qualify. That's a unique, odd one I've never heard. It doesn't sound bad. Maybe I'll break it out again one day. I'm one. Of, are are you like this? Me and Monica completely agree. Whenever I have a soft pretzel, for whatever reason, I need a cold Pepsi with it. 
Like, I need some kind of soda with my pretzel. I typically have, like, a nice coffee with when I do when we do pretzel day at work. But, like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with I'm fine with soda with fucking anything, so. so I'm the same way, like, ones. if... And, and the A tip, I feel like one of the most common combinations that if anyone out there doesn't do, I don't know how you don't, but if you make a sandwich at home and you have chips, if you don't put chips in the sandwich oh. to get that extra crunch. Sir, please. The, okay, so, the, <laughs> okay, I thought of one very weird thing I used to do. As a kid, I'm prefacing this as a kid. And I, when I say kid, I mean like six or seven. Uh, so all t- right, stop prefacing. Let's hear it. <laughs> I had to. I put thing. my poop on the sandwich. <laughs> Wait, how'd you guess? Um, it's called nutter butter. But uh, <laughs> so I was one of those kids. Like I don't know if people out there like when you get waffles as a kid. I used to always try to get as much butter in each little square as I could because I loved the taste of butter. And I was right. like, oh, it, like butter and syrup. Like I loved it. Um, so I took it to the next level. I was like, well, I really like butter. And a few times I'd like just take a bite of butter, and I'm like. Huh, that's pretty good. But what else is good as you're a kid? Sugar. So I would dunk a stick of butter in the sugar, and I would just take a little bite, and I'd be on my merry, merry way. How are you not 700 pounds? <laughs> Life is not I, there. Wait, wait. I, I, I prefaced it with I was a kid. It's not like it's something I did like, oh, it's Sunday at 5. I'm you're like, going to do that after this fucking podcast. <laughs> I, like, oh, I can't. No, no. I use butter in cooking. When I do have pancakes or something, like, I put a little bit. I don't know how I could eat that much butter, but I literally dunk the whole stick. Um, and my mom would be like, why is there just a bite in the sugar? Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, she obviously didn't say like that, but, yeah. She, right. Like, just like, what the hell? Well, knowing your mom, she probably did say it like that. <laughs> she knew who she was doing it, too. But, who uh, the fuck took a bite out of the butter? Yeah, that was probably my weirdest one as a kid. So, yep. All right. <laughs> So kids Little out there, sugar butter enjoy it. <laughs> Talking about my nuggets that way. Next up, from G to the next level. Favorite sauce, any kind, go. Hot. I was going to say hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't know, like, Frank's, I always have. I like Louisiana, and I like the Goya Salsa Picante. Those are my three, like, I always have them in the house. But, um, yeah, hot sauce. I, I I can't remember the fucking name. My wife got me a, uh, it was like this Irish green bottle of hot sauce. So it was like green hot sauce with like some leprechaun looking fuck on the, uh, the label and shit huh. like that. I forget. I couldn't tell you. I should have like taken it. Was it more peppery it. or like jalapeno-y? More peppery. It wasn't like overly hot, but it had like really good flavor to it. I've never, yeah, never even heard of that. Yeah, so I couldn't tell you. But yeah, most, most hot sauces are pretty much a go-to. So. Also, of course, love some sriracha too. Yeah, I gotta get into sriracha more. I just need to have it like in the house. It's good. I never like am disappointed by it. Yeah, it hot sauce is one of those things. Like I know, like the sodium is crazy, but I literally I'm at that point where sometimes I'll eat something and, like every bite has hot sauce on it. I'm like, I really gotta stop this. I know this can't be good. <laughs> right, your poor little balloon nut. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> And last up from Gamer Astral. Best thrift or garage pickup ever, either value-wise or rarity. Jim and I have done a lot of thrifting. I mean, I have a couple, and I don't know which one's best. So I, I did love this Donkey Kong pickup right here. I have it's, always been jealous of that. Yeah, and I think he was like five bucks. 
and he still has the full Nintendo tag, as you can see here. Um, but also, I randomly was able to get three... Let me grab them. Ugh. Three big box PS1 games. In great condition, complete in box. So we got Alien Trilogy, XCOM UFO Defense, and the original Tekken. I mean, to find that thrift, and I still have... They were a little more expensive. This one was $10. This one was 5 But, yeah, I always love, like, to see that there was like, holy shit. I think I can guess what Jim's is, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've mentioned it before. It's my CDI. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, it's not the bongos I got you? No, but I still have those. But, yeah, I mean, $8 CDI. They definitely thought it was a uh, another DVD a player. Yep. So they just had it there. I did a triple take when I was in there looking on my phone, checking every number, being like, oh, I think it's a fucking CDI. It was a CDI. Did you, like, so. see it? I, I I know you and I have talked about it, but did you see it right away? Or did you, like, kind of walk by it and you're like, huh. And then, like, you kind of had to do, like, a double take. Like, what the fuck? Oh, a little bit. If I, I mean, we're talking, like, five, six years ago now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like, I, I was looking, you know, just through all the electronics like normal. And I saw it and I was like, this thing looks familiar. But I was like, and then, like, I looked at it and I was like, Phillips. I was like, I fucking wonder. So I started looking up all the numbers and shit. And I was like, holy shit, it's a CDI. So, of course, you know, I had to do the old uh, test. I mean, it was just the console. It was no controllers. It wasn't even any AV cords. But it just used standard AV yeah. stuff. So that wasn't a problem. I didn't have a game at the time. So, like, I had to go out there and, what do you call it, buy a game and, like, hook it up and hope for the best. And luck would have it. It still worked. That's, I mean... Doesn't, doesn't hold a save, but it works. Because of you, every time I go to a thrift store, like, I'll check that section, and I'll just kind of, like, I'll get, like, because me, I know I've walked by, like, the, the amount of, like, Wii accessories or... Oh, yeah. Or, like, other miscellaneous, like, game things I've seen. But, yeah, I'm always, like, all right, let me keep my eye out for in case I get that gym luck at the thrift store. I feel like you yeah. get some pretty good luck at the thrift stores. It, it's been a long friggin' time since I've had some really, like, banger kind of luck. Yeah. Um, like, most Goodwills around us at this point just put all their video games on their online store. So, like, they don't even put them on the shelves in the store. And, uh, yeah, like, a lot of the other random thrift stores, when I do my thrift videos, like, I'll find some stuff here and there that'll be, like, kind of cool. Like, my best score by far for, like, the past two years was... A copy of Mario Kart Wii I got for two bucks, so it's nice. like a thirty, forty dollar game, if you no, know, depending on where you go. So. And did you already have Mario Kart Wii? Yeah, but if you see Mario Kart Wii for two bucks, you buy Mario Kart Wii. For two I was bucks. gonna say, did you sell said Mario Kart Wii? Not yet. I was planning on whether I was gonna sell it or do a giveaway or something right. like that. So, <laughs> Jim, an iTunes giveaway? <laughs> yes, exclusively <laughs> iTunes giveaway. We need to see at least fifty news. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We need to see, we need to see fifty new goddamn devices for one episode before it, before it qualifies. You show me your receipts. Oh God, we suck. Oh no, we don't, Jim. Don't be a Debbie Downer. I'm a Downer Debaroo today. No, but I, that is a great question, and yeah, like Jim, I I haven't seen much lately in Goodwills, and uh, I kind of attribute that to probably. People haven't been out as much dropping stuff off. So hopefully this year and this summer, it picks up a little bit. Yeah, would be nice. So here's hoping. But yeah, that rounds up the Patreon questions for this week. And once again, thank you all so goddamn much for your support. Truly appreciate it, everyone. 
All right, so we're back, and before we move on, uh, Jim, so I did finish that initial Evergreen slash Neutral Slack Packer Hazy Double IPA. It tastes like a Hazy Double IPA. I mean, it's smooth. It isn't bitter at all. It's, it is good, but I haven't had many Hazy Double IPAs that don't meet that criteria, so I don't think I'll go out of my way to get it again, but I would never say it's bad. Yeah. Um... From the same pack, though, New Trail and Sterling Pig, which I've never had from before. Uh, I'm trying their Wild Boar Schwartz beer. And this is the one I said I mentioned with our podcast with Hop Nation. So it's a black lager. Um, it's super light, but it's just obviously dark, so it's a little bit more malty. I've had a couple different, but it's one of those styles you almost never see. So uh, I was definitely excited to see that that was added in here. There you go. And I'm just going to be drinking more of my uh, my sing cows. So, oh, I, th- I was going to call it your Shang songs. <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, I, when, we, when I opened it up, I said it looked and smelled like Chinese rolling rock. And after one of these, it is Chinese rolling rock. And you know what? That is not a bad thing. Because rolling rock used to be a, my rolling rock used to be my go to for a couple years, like straight. So, that was always. I remember for all like, the big parties like I, I would have. Like, I haven't enjoyed a rolling rock in a long time, and, like, I'm like, man, this takes me back, so. I do love, you know what, like I said, there is a time and place for, if I'm going to, like, prefer to drink a light lager, it usually goes rolling rock, lion's head light, or Sam light, or something like that, before I hit the big three. Right. Like, I'll, I'll go down the path of others. But, uh, yeah, I should have mentioned, so, the hazy IPA shit where was it i thought it's like eight or nine percent and the schwartz beer is of course this one doesn't have it it's uh probably like five percent i'm gonna guess but yeah so jim (laughs) we wrapped up our return to form bracket and i was very happy we finally were able to get brackets back oh yeah well, yeah, we'll so, quick. so Bride, you want to you want to reveal what the uh, the old the winner worst is? video game ever, Jim. I know this breaks your heart, but it's Superman sixty four, and that's an official That's not even an opinion. It's official, <laughs> biblical sense. Yep, voted on, <laughs> voted on by you, the fans. So, hey, can't can't argue with results. It it was nice to see Super, uh, Super NES Pit Fighter make it to the finals, though. So what's well, funny is. Deserve. When I put this list together, um, some most of it was put together with like meta scores, other lists. Like it was a com- it, It's never just like I. I'll I'll say this for all future lists. I never just like sit down and say, "Here's what I think should be in this list." It's usually based on a conglomeration of a lot of other list scores, yada yada yada. But I will say, I purposely put in. Pit Fighter on the Super NES and Wayne Gretzky Hockey, and it did warm my heart to see them go as far as they did, because people need to know how terrible they are. But what was some of your biggest surprises or upsets within, within Jim? Well, Gretzky made it to the Final Four, didn't it? I think that was the it biggest did. upset of all. I mean, because I was I, like, because anytime I mention it, that's a game that no one ever is like, oh, that's bad, and I go, yeah, like it's a thing that like really I thought no one knows of, so maybe it's just. A bunch of our buddies who did the uh, 
who did the poll for us, or maybe they just looked into it. I don't know. So now, unfortunately, it didn't make it to the final four. Nah. It was in the final eight. It got beat out by Elite uh, eight. Elite eight. Link, the Faces of Evil. Mm. Yeah, it's tough to fight that kind of uh, brand power <laughs> right there. I was a little shocked. Um... You know, even if it's just for the meme, like, one of the things I saw, and I know you'll never agree with this, but one of the games that's on everyone's list is Hotel Mario. I was shocked that got beat out by a game that I've never heard of before making this list, which was uh, Family Party 30. I, I think I, that probably, it, it probably lost just because that just looks like typical shovelware, where it's like, this just has to be worse, and like, Mario Party has it, or Hotel Mario has its problems, but like, it's an actual game. Yeah. I was shocked when putting this together, when you go through people's list, how many just random Wii games there were. So I had to, like, kind of cater it to, like, all right, I need to make some games that people know. I can't just have them all be these random obscure. Right. I I was happy to see that Shaq Fu didn't move past the first round, and I was happy to see Rise of the Robots move on a little bit. Yep. Um, did you... Let me ask you. I know you have your your soft spot for Superman sixty four. Were you always voting for the opposite of that? Uh, let me. Well, that's not worth. So the final was uh, that versus E T. I I I yeah I voted E T with that one. Or no, I'm sorry. The final was. Oh, uh, I thought you meant the final before the final for Superman. No, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. The final. The final was uh, Pit Fighter versus Superman sixty four. So. Yep. I I went Pit Fighter. I still say. Pit Fighter, I get no enjoyment out of. I at least have my rings with Superman. <laughs> the rings are not fun. You can't say at least. Yes, they are. They have to be fun. Jim. They are fun. They're fun. They're not relaxing. fun. They're not relaxing because you're on the edge of your seat because the timetable's bullshit and the control's terrible. Maybe if you're a scrub. Get good, Brian. Get good. <sighs> well, Jim, I don't need to because everyone agrees. It's the worst game ever. So, ha. <laughs> no well. <laughs> no but we really appreciate everyone voting in and there will be probably by the end of this week another new uh bracket up on the page so make sure follow us on twitter or if you're already subscribed to the page you'll see the reference coming up yep all right chambers so this next one i've seen a lot of memes for it you're probably gonna have to explain it a little bit i did read the article yeah, but, uh, I didn't see as many memes, but uh, just uh, basically the power behind the Switch going bye-bye. The Tegra X1 chip from NVIDIA, which basically powers the Switch, it's uh, season production. So that's kind of adding fuel to the fire for all the rumors about the new Switch coming out because how do you keep making it? Apparently the architecture, I think, for the Switch as it is right now doesn't won't like support the new Integra chips. So, yeah, basically... They're almost having their hand forced. So this is around a lot of spots, but the link we have below is to uh, GameFixShow.com. And our buddy Mike Lind, who is Burn Retinas, uh, he wrote this article. So It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it, to say that there's a new version of Switch or a new Nintendo console on the horizon, is it really, like, even a rumor at this point? Like, the specifics of it are obviously what the rumor mill is all about. But, like, did anyone really think? Because how long has the Switch been out for? Uh, since 2017. Four years. Yeah. So, it's about that time. It's got to cycle in something. Whether it... Now, whether this will be, like, the Wii U of the Switch. 
and it's just a minor upgrade or if it is just going to be something bigger. I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, like we talked before about how they were saying it will display in 4K and, you know, up to frames per second, maybe, but that's about it. Like, it wasn't going to be any kind of like sweeping stuff. But again, everything is still just all speculation at this point. But the one thing yeah. we do know, the chip is going away. So something's going to happen. So get your switches now. I'm sure, uh, just like all their games, they're going to start pulling stock. Don't worry, so. all the psychos will buy up all the different variants and shit like that that made no improvements except for... Like, didn't they just release, like, a Mario-themed Switch? Yep. Yeah, like, I think, like, literally it's, within the last yeah. month, they, like, a, a colored scheme Switch or at least Joy-Cons for Mario. So. How many different versions is... Oh, well, there's a lot. I know, it's a silly question. No, I was going to say, how many p versions does a person need? <laughs> like, even <laughs> you, they... you're, you're the collector between us, but... I guess the switch the switch lends itself. The only other system I could think are handhelds like Game Boys and Advances and Colors. Or the N sixty four. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all a Nintendo shit. But like, how many versions of a system? Like, the only reason I've ever had multiple versions where like when my if I had uh, my one of my like three sixties break and I got the newer version of it, or right. same for like. Something like that. Like, I'll get the upgraded version if my old one breaks, but I'll never have just two on standby just sitting next to each other. Like, what is the purpose? Unless you're planning on reselling. Like, do you see any purpose in... I, I almost feel like that's worse than just collecting games for no reason. Yeah, even that's, like, where I draw a line. Like, I have no... Ex with the exception of when they came out with that uh, Star Wars-themed 360... That was, like, colored, like, three, like, uh, R2-D2 and, like, C-3PO was the controller. That was, like, the only time I was tempted to just, like, buy another one just to have one like that. But yeah, outside of that, no. Like, I, 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 even I don't have interest in, like, hardware variants. Like, I'll have a backup, you know, just in case something breaks. Like, if I do any kind of multiple purchasing like that. Yeah. <clears throat> or I'll take one, like, off a guy who doesn't want it anymore because he's like, I don't want this. Do you want it? I'll be like, okay. Yeah, I, I never understood that one. So, yeah, if you're listening in the comments below, let us know, do you buy multiple consoles? And if you do, why? Yep, exactly. Let us know why and let us know, you know, for the you Switch owners out out there, if, you know, the new Switch comes out, is that the one you're going to be going for? I mean, that point might as well, but... But, Jim, Depends speaking of companies and being shitty and stupid... You you've uh, you kind of drew me into this hyperkin situation, which I'm sure plenty of people are aware of. Yep. So hyperkin <sighs> is coming out with oh hyperkin. So hyperkin's <laughs> coming out with a new mini, uh, you know, one of their clone systems, one of their emulator boxes. Yeah. This time for Game Boy. So out of the box, it comes and it works with Game Boy and Game Boy Color. It. In the future, it's going to have Game Boy Advance support. doesn't have it right now. I think you can kind of play the games on there with, like, a little tinkering, but, like, it plays like shit, basically. Uh-huh. And so they sent out their... And it's a cool... I will say this. I like the way it looks. I like the form. I like the way they did the controllers. It's, you know, Super NES style, but cool color schemes and shit like that. Nice-looking little box. Too bad it doesn't work with, you know, a third of the library. So... Uh, they sent it out to a lot of different YouTubers, and the biggest one was Metal Jesus, who did his reaction on it. And God bless the guy. He always tries to stay nice, even when he's like, yeah, this is really disappointing that this doesn't work. So, 
Hyperkin decided to write on March 3rd. We saw your initial reactions in regards to the Metal Jesus Rocks retro Retron SQ review. His content is always thorough, knowledgeable, and professional. We're glad that his true enthusiast in mind, luckily the majority of these issues can hopefully be fixed through a day one patch. On its face, not the worst thing in the world to write, but they followed yeah. it up with the compatibility with the Game Boy Advance titles is still an effort that will take longer. We want to emphasize that the Retron SQ software is open source, which we hope inspires the community to contribute to the Retron SQ uh. project. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. How much is a Retron SQ? That is a good question. I think it was going to be like at least 150 if not more. Let me see here. I'm, so I, I, I might be uh, overstating. But they're basically admitting that their product, which should be good and QC checked and all that, now they're calling open oh, source. Oh, 70, 75. Okay. Okay, so uh, is it marketed as open source? Um, checking the listing now. Features compatible with Game Boy and Game Boy Color via via open source software. Uh, compatibility with Game Boy Advance cartridges, beta function. That's what it says on their site. So they are saying that everything's open source with this. Okay. I was see if they were turning about face and, and like saying this was a complete like everything works and then tried to say it's open source, I'd have a bigger problem. Part of me, like, for all the shitty things we've seen from Polymega, the type of shit you see from Nintendo, like, the only thing I give this credit for is, like, they're completely, like, guys, like, you know, in so many words, we need help. We know the best QCers. It's not a good look. I don't like it because you're kind of just saying, hey, fix our problems for us. But at the other hand, if they've always been transparent saying it's open source, at least if it, as long as it does the functions they're saying it can do, and if you're shooting for the stars with this other one, is it the worst thing? Yes. Because here's why it's the worst thing. Because Hyper, this, and someone said it perfectly in the comments section, mm -hmm. this isn't an open source project that everyone can do at their leisure and do if they want to go out and buy the pieces for it and put it together. Like the Mister. Like the Mister is completely open source that kind of deal or even once the um the fuck i forget what it's goddamn called but the like the hd cable adapters like the hdmi adapters for mm -hmm. the gamecube that was based off an open source board that everyone just made their own shells and little features to so this is it's open source but like it's hyperkin you're it's a commercial product that you're releasing it's not like a hobbyist kind of deal. Like, you're an actual company releasing an actual product that people expect to be actually finished. You can't release it and then say, oh, hey, can you guys finish it for us after you buy it? Like, no, 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 no. And it doesn't help that Retron has a history of, like, shady shit when it comes to emulation. Because for another 75 bucks, you can buy a Retron 5 that has, you know, seven consoles right out of the box that you can use, including the Game Boy Advance. But... Mm -hmm. That was basically built around stolen emulators. So that's why they couldn't do that again with this project. And that's why it's a whole different kind of architecture and shit like that. Hmm. So like, so you had an old product that was of questionable quality that had basically stolen software, open source software. Now you're doing, I guess, your own open source software, but you're begging for help to finish your own commercial product. Like like I said, you're, this isn't like, you know, a guy's on a forum making a thing. Like you're, you're a hyperkin. You're like a real company out there. Hmm. So yeah, like that that shit does not fly with me at all. Interesting.
Now, if I'm doing devil's advocate, without knowing the history of Hyperkin's shadiness, if they said, okay, like, do this, anyone who's bought the first version, if we are able to figure out whatever whatever it takes i i am so out of the loop of knowing how you could even open source like fix the thing to make it work I, I i think it's got an sd card slot in the back for firmware updates they all do so so if they for free said anyone who's bought the original will send out the game boy whatever it could make it work for game boy advance no i mean they're that... going to they're going to do that anyway like you got to make it way more worth your while for that but what i'm saying is like they like, marketed this thing only to be Game Boy and Game Boy Color. The Game Boy Advance, was it supposed to be playing it, or it just happened to play it like, like you said, shittily? I mean, it. I I, I don't know if they like. I didn't go to like an archive site, so mm -hmm. I don't know if they updated the listing. But I think when it first got announced and everything like that, they were basically saying it was going to work with all three. Mm, and then after okay. they got the first units out there, they're like, "Oh, by the way, this is open source. We need help." Gotcha. So it isn't. No, I mean, it hasn't I been on sale yet, or anything like that, or maybe it is now. But I don't like it either. Like I said, I'm strictly doing devil's advocate. I have no, I, I have no foot in this race. I just think if they do it, and anyone who has a system, as long as you can get a free update for whatever, can make it more compatible with other things. For a price point of seventy five bucks. It's still too rich for my blood, but if you're a hardcore Game Boy collector and for all those versions and it runs well, I who's to say if it's worth it? I don't know. You know? I mean, one guy had a great comment. He's like, what percentage of future sales are community-based developers going to receive? So it's like, yeah, why should we do your work for you? You get all the profit. Yeah. I would... If they weren't a... Even if they were a commercial, if they weren't as big as... I don't know how big Hyperkin truly is, you know, other than knowing that I had the Retron 5. Right. But if they, if this was like a smaller company, almost a startup, and was kind of just saying, like, we want to develop something, but we want the community to get involved because we like QCing through you guys, would you be more okay with that? Wait, what was that? Sorry. So basically, like, your one number one issue on top of everything else is it's Hyperkin. They're releasing a commercial thing like say you and i were very shitty low-level developers but we had an idea and instead of waiting too long we just set a price point that was reasonable said hey this works for this but we want the community's help to figure out how to finish it would you be more okay with like a low-level company trying that shit as long as it's like out there and apparent before even then like people aren't gonna work for free that kind of deal so it's it's a thing where you got to make it worth their while to you have to make it as long as you make it worth their while then I don't see it as a problem, but like there's no worth your while for doing it for Hyperkin that kind of deal. So I well, don't know and, how you go about doing that, but but that but that then I I also think like but then again going back nobody to like those nobody adapters. has to do this right like so yeah. so there it's not like you don't they're not saying like you have to do this in order to play like if somebody wanted to do it. Maybe they... I don't know. That's weird. It's very, very odd to me. I mean, it's probably going to wind up being a thing where someone's going to make it, you know, some hobbyist is going to make an emulator for it. That'll work. And it'll get passed around to everyone. It'll kind of be a moot point anyway. No one fucking yeah. hyper can. They'll probably get their hands on and throw it on the site and be like, oh, here's the patch. <clears throat> so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's still just as... It, like, Hyperkin is... They've been around forever. 
so as like you know a third party clone console person kind of deal and yeah. you know their their value their value doesn't come from quality it comes from making affordable solutions which fine but have all the features there out of the box that you're trying to sell here like come on know who i blame for all this jim go on nintendo <laughs> God damn they it. they could easily release something that perfectly uses all of their previous hardware, but they won't do it. So you get these shitty solu- side solutions. Yeah, but what company releases stuff with old hardware in mind anymore? I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. They, they yeah. should. It'll be great. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, but the closest one I can think is any of the playstations with their backwards compatibility at least and i think there's like because there was that rumor before the five came out of like it being able to play everything yeah and they said no and now there's rumors going around that they might actually make it work like that so which is kind of what they did like with the four i remember they're like no it's not gonna work and then they like slowly kept rolling out more and more that it worked for so it's like i don't know it's weird like if, if they can do it and now, granted, they're all CD-based, and it's a little different. And I know Nintendo decides to purposely make every like generation Switch be a completely different type of hardware and all that. I don't know. It's just weird. Just emulate, guys. <laughs> yeah, at that point, just emulate. We'll just, we'll just buy the fucking Retron 5. I have my Retron 5 next to me right here. Like, all my Game Boy videos that I do, like, I... Works perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So... Is it, you know, stolen emulator? Sure, but, you know, end Who user cares? like me. Who cares? End user like me. I don't really care. So, as long as it, and, and you don't have that tightness issue that you have with the other slots and shit, yeah, fuck it. It's fine. Jim doesn't like it tight anyway, so just. <laughs> bing! Speaking of pinball, bing, 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 bing. Banging off the walls in there. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Oh, but. I can wear it like a hat. Did you just, with your keystone behind you, you just had to throw that in there? God. Your head, never mind. (laughs) It's a big head. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, speaking of PlayStation, Sony is purchasing or has already purchased Evo. Yep. They have, uh, them and Esports Venture RTS have jointly acquired the Evolution Championship Series. So, for those who don't know, um, Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament. Happens every year. We've talked about it a couple times over the course of this podcast. Um, you know, with all the game lineups they have. it Like that super famous clip from 2004 of, like, the guy perfectly blocking every, like, super attack from Chun-Li and then reversing it. Like, that's where that came from. Like, this is yeah. the big one. So, yeah. PlayStation's basically buying it. And they're going to have the biggest... Uh, fighting game event in the world now let me ask you the other than seeing the highlight clips and i know like esports is growing in popularity and this and that but like when those events are set up like what kind of attendance do they get i think they sell out when when they when they had live events and they're usually like full arenas right they're pretty big size of like they've they've grown over the years like it started out as like you know, like a hotel convention hall and shit like that. But then it grew and grew and grew and grew and stuff like that. It's not like Wells Fargo st- size now, is it? See, I never watched, so I couldn't tell you. But gotcha. I, I think they, I think they have some pretty big uh, events. They have 
maybe like the size of like a Raw, uh, a Monday Night Raw from like 1994, maybe that size. So, who was running it before? That I don't know. So that that was the only question, like when I was reading this, because I know last year what was the big like stink that they weren't gonna do Smash or something? Like, wasn't there a game or something that they weren't gonna include? Smash was a problem because it was the first time they moved to online only and Nintendo's netcode shit. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's my question. And that's the problem this year too because it's gonna be an online event again, and PlayStation's netcode like. Our buddies like Travis and Optic, like they do their melee show, and they they like they have lots of netcode issues and there's lag and shit. Like you're always gonna have that problem with an online event. Sure. So that's why you're always gonna have that like asterisk with these online tournaments. So let me ask you this: um, Do you think if Sony's running it, I mean they don't need the rights to have like Smash in there, right? You think they can still, they will still run it, or do you think they're gonna stick it to only Sony shit? I, I mean, it's really balls in their court, and that's the big question. So it's like, are they still gonna have Smash as part of it? Are they gonna, what do you call it? Um, uh, so let's see here. Entry will be free. Players will be able to compete in Bandai Namco. Oh, well, okay. So in Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Five, Mortal Kombat Eleven, Guilty Gear Strive, and maybe some other ones. So those are the only ones they mentioned. So. Mm. That's going to be the big tickler. So, I mean, Xbox doesn't have any exclusive fighting games. And, uh, I mean, maybe Killer Instinct. But, um, yeah, and then Nintendo has Smash. So, those are going to be the big question marks. Like, is it just all going to be based around Sony stuff? Sony shit. I mean, so, I, this could be a, a good and a bad Wait, thing. Right. How fucking funny would it be if they say no Smash... But they finally release another PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale and make that their replacement. Oh, that I would, would love be so it. goddamn I funny! I hope they do that. it. I would that actually would... watch. So, that, so... That, that's a gamer's mad in the making right there. Oh, I would love that. And here's the deal: um, this is like, if I'm stepping back, and you see, we've talked about Xbox making big moves. Sony is like making another big video game move. I'm sure they've had this work. Like in the works, could it be semi response to all the acquisitions Xbox been doing? Like oh, for sure. Now the real question, Jim: Are they in the background conglomerating and uh, conspiring to just knock Nintendo out of this? <laughs> all of a sudden, one buys the other, and then they just block out of X uh, Nintendo's ability to do any third party shit. Now that would be some shit right there. <laughs> now, so is there like a standard? Outside of Evo, though, is there, like, a standard national Smash tournament that goes on, too? Um, I mean, there's a lot of smaller fighting game tournaments and shit like that. Like, we mm-hmm. talked about it last year, that one random Smash tournament got, like, shut down by Nintendo for something or other. I forget well, that's what I was, was going to say. Like, Nintendo, yeah. I feel like, are assholes enough to shut down anything where you're using Nintendo products. And God forbid, you try to make a dime on a game that's 20 years old. Yeah. So, uh... That's cool. I mean, with Sony behind it, without knowing who was behind Evo before, you're just going to have more money. So I think it'll be work out more for the people who go in terms of, like, showmanship, shit available. Sure, it's going to be Sony heavy. I hope they do include Smash and some other games. But, you know, we'll see. I, Jim and I, obviously, that's not our crowd. That's not our thing. Obviously, yeah. But if anyone out there is a hardcore fighting fan... Let us know your thoughts if you think Evo is important and 
this really sucks. I'd love to hear why. Like, what are the biggest downfalls, other than the potential of it only being geared towards Sony games? Oh, I know the Xbox fanboys are mad, but besides that... Yeah, but, you know, like you said, Xbox, other than Killer Instinct, Street Fighter V was exclusive to Sony, so... Yep. You know, seems like it's going that way anyway. Yeah, so whatever. It's just another <clears throat> just another pissing match between Microsoft and Sony. But a big move. Definitely a big move yeah. for Sony. So right, Jim, you put this one up here. Yeah, so I thought about this because of Puppet Combo and a few other games I've seen. There seems to be I don't want to call it a big uh the fuck's the word I'm looking for. Um, a big push or big like Yeah, surge. like a surge of these, but the idea of demade games, and I've seen like Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, like all these games turn into like eight-bit platformers, shooters. Yeah. So, is there any newer, more complex game that you've played that you would you've thought of that would be like, ah, it'd be kind of cool to see this demade into a more eight-bit, sixteen-bit style? Is there anything that like really struck you that you really? would like to see that way because i know you're not the biggest fan of something that's too crazy like too all-encompassing like if a game is like 20 40 hours that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you know that's not your style right so what would you like to see a d-made version of if anything ah uh, man that's hmm, that's a little bit of a toughie right there um you know what like man titanfall got such a bum deal it's just like a franchise like if they made like a D, if they did like a D made version of that, where like, it's almost like a two D side scroller, and you're you know action platformer typical shit okay. from the nineties, where it's all you break it up as like you're on foot for like the first half of a mission, then the second half of a mission you're in the Titan, and going against like different enemies or crap like that, or you know different levels are either you or the Titan and you control differently no matter which way you play, something like that I think would be cool, because I mean. Like, D-Makes have been around for a while. Like, one of the most famous ones was the uh, uh, Halo 2600. Yeah. they basically put, you know, they did a version of Berserk, and they did it with a Halo character. Or, recently, the um, Namco Arcade Collection, or Namco Collection, this most recent one that came out, Volume mm -hmm. 2. It's got a D-Make of Pac-Man Championship Edition in, in NES style. So, people went even further with that where they hacked that version of it and put it on NES cartridges that you can play in an NES. So there's some there is a charm and I feel like you can only do it with games that people really love and you adapt it to a style that just makes sense. So, you know, I thought about it like I would love to see a good pick any of the fallouts from Fallout 3 on <clears throat> demade into like a Legend of Zelda style game. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't say, like, demaking, like, Fallout 3 into, like, the Fallout 1 isometric style. I, I like actually that. did not, I, you know, I, it could be blasphemy. I hated the first, the styles of Fallout before 3, it never did. I don't like point and click. I don't like that, like, the isometric, that's part of the reason why I could never really get into Diablo. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, the camera's wonky. I can never figure out... Like, I always miss the thing I'm supposed to click because it's just shaded just the wrong way and I never spend enough time with it. You do need no, some isometric shit. You've always yeah. hated isometric. So, like, I would love a good 16-bit, like, Fallout game. But, like, Legend of Zelda, like, action-adventure, you're going around, you're going from town to town. Just done in that cutesy style, but still have the scope of Fallout. You, you know what I want? Here, Here's what the fuck I want. 
it, like, and it's not even like a true demake because it's basically going back to basics. Mm-hmm. I want a new top-down Grand Theft Auto in the style of one and two. Yeah, no, I, we, they, we I haven't was, had one of them yeah. since Chinatown Wars. I think it is on the PSP, so it's been like fifteen some years. Just give me that. Make it a budget title. I don't care. Yeah, Just give me that classic stuff. There is a new game franchise out that I. Oh, there's there's Retro City Rampage, which copies yeah, that, that that's yeah 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 yeah, that's yeah I had that yeah, um, but yeah no no yeah another good Grand Theft even yeah even if you take Grand Theft Auto Five, like I said, take that exact the people you love everything yeah throw it back into that style. I don't know there's there is something fun to that style like you could easily do like a Left for Dead as a running gun you know like. You could do a lot of fun things with the demakes, and I'm not saying developing those games are easy, but I'm saying, yeah. like, with the fandom and everything else, I feel like you could do them, you know? So. <laughs> do fucking uh, Resident Evil Village in the old school PS1 tank style? Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to see. Fucking vampire mommy milkers <laughs> with two, two giant cone shaped polygons. Cone already. shapes, yep. yep. <laughs> Putting Lara Croft to shame. Yeah, like I said, I and it was amazing. I didn't realize how many games have been demade by like fans and stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah. "Ooh, that's kind of interesting." Jim, that might be the only way to get you into Uncharted because it's like a platform, like a shooting platformer. Yeah, you make the combat nuts. Like I'll be all for it. It's fucking great. <laughs> you son of a bitch! All right, Jim. Before we move on to my favorite bit, uh, how is that beer treating you? Dude, I'm fucking loving it right now. <laughs> so it's overpriced because it's twelve dollar for six pack Rolling Rock, but you know what? It's imported, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? For what it is, it's it's tasty. If you like Rolling Rock, you'll love it. So is it it's any it's better than Rolling Rock? I haven't had a Rolling Rock in a long time, but I want to say it's not as like maybe maybe that weird bitterness you get with Rolling Rock a little bit at first, like in the back of the throat, because Rolling Rock's also kind of like a cheapo pale ale, so you don't get like that like this is more lagery but it's like light lager it's weird hmm. it's like if you like combine like almost like the taste and flavor of a rolling rock with like the drinkability of like a yangling light that's kind of like what this is so what you're saying is you're just drinking in the commie red <laughs> goddamn right <laughs> i'm defecting to get more of this shit <laughs> so i uh the schwartz beer like i said if it's a style you've never tried if you want to try something a little bit with more of a malty, I, I'm hesitant to say smoky, but definitely malty roasted flavor, but have the drinkability of most lagers, this is really a good style for you. I don't know how it will go for you in summer, but if you're like Jim and you want to have like a little fire pit and it's a little cold out, it's a perfect thing. But uh, for my last beer... I am picking the one that I already did try, and it is by far the best in this pack, and I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, New Trail and Voodoo Brewing's Layered Imperial Stout. It's brewed with cocoa nibs, coconut, pecan, vanilla bean, and lactose. This shit is absolute pure dessert. It's an imperial stout, and it is... uh, so I purposely, I always do hard pours because I like to see the way it, it uh, funnels up. Yeah. But much like a Guinness, it had the full foaming, like, suds going up until, it, like, you can see. It's a very dark tan head. I mean, this is thick, and it is as dessert beer as you can drink. And on the can, as you can see, it's like a little, like, a triple chocolate fudge cake. 
That's exactly what it tastes like. So it is delicious. I'll be goddamn. All right. But now it is time. So my favorite bit is, of course, gaming music. And when I say gaming music, it's any gaming music that seems to be inspired by real life music. Um, Jim's been knocking it out of the park where I will just give him a real song and he'll have to figure out or or I'll give him a yeah yeah I'll give him a real song and say like hey this Where's is from a game, game. Yeah. yeah I'm doing the reverse and I gave him three songs tonight yeah but it's the actual video game song and now this is a reverse Jim has to think what song is this inspired by I will say they are all very easy and okay. so it should be a little bit less pressure I will ask Jim even some of the names of the songs if you can when you click on the link almost try not to look the best you can okay i got you all right so as we always do with these for you playing along at home uh the audio version bri will put the you know clips of the music on there youtube he'll try to put as much as he can but yeah it'll be a very short it'll be like a five to ten second clip of the like the video game music, I can do a little bit longer, but the actual what it is, I can only do a short sample, obviously, because YouTube copyright. So, Jim, if you click on the first link and right, doing it now, open it up, um, right. starting in three, two, oh. one. So I can say the song is from Ninja Gaiden. I won't say what the song is. Oh, Iron Man. Yeah. So the song from Ninja Gaiden, it's I am. It's called I am Man. And it's a direct <laughs> ripoff from Iron um, Iron Man. Yeah, Black so, Sabbath's Iron Man. Yep. Yeah. Jim, is there any question that this was not directly... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I always got to ask. Look, we, we, know. we know where it came from. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that was... It's a interesting choice, considering, like, when I think Ninja Gaiden, I would have never I would have thought, never thought of that, yeah. Like, Iron Man put in there... And I guess it kind of works. Yeah, I guess I never got far enough in Ninja Gaiden to ever hear that. So, <laughs> But no, that's cool. All right, so yeah. second one. All right, so second one. Jim's going to click it in three, two, one. Go ahead. All right, doing opening now. Yep. And the game is Wild Arms, and I'm playing it right now. Oh, this does sound familiar. Oh, sh oh, fuck, fuck, <laughs> So uh, I'm playing the song as Jim is struggling right now, and you can play along. I'm sure all uh, of you, some of you may know it, some of you may not, especially if you're younger. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I'm blanking. Ecstasy of Gold. Ecstasy of Gold. Ennio Marconi from Good and Bad the Ugly. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, Metallica yeah, yeah. uses it in, like, I think... Uh, what's the song they use it in? Is it? Don't they use it to open their shows? Oh, yeah. They, they, they always use the uh, the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, yeah. So that's what this is called. Okay. Yeah, so it's the Ecstasy of Gold. Once again, yeah. I think this is a very straightforward one. Yeah, no, that definitely sounds like an Ennio Marconi with that shit. Like, that was just classic Western right there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. All right. And which, which, day. which, that game, Wild Arms, <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly, that's a perfect match. It's almost, once again, though, it's like they might have the littlest hint of being off from it, but it's pretty much as much of a ripoff as it can be. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. All right, so the third one. Third one. Last one up. Three, two, one. Hitting now. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this one is from Commando86. And Jim is listening right now, so the, so it's playing for you guys as well. Jim. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I know what it's from, but now I'm, like, second-guessing myself. I'm like, oh my, is it this franchise or is it this franchise? Like, Halloween, right? No. Fuck, fuck, fuck. God damn it, I knew I was going to do that. I knew I was going to fucking it's, say it's it. A like horror, that. It's a horror movie. I know it's a horror movie. Like, <laughs> ah. Oh, my God. Oh. oh I'm going to fucking... Oh, God, I'm going to eat class after I fuck this up more. Oh, gee. Oh, why can I not? Like, I know what it is. All right, so I'll tell you the song, but I won't tell you the movie yet. It's Tubular Bells. Do you know what movie that's from? I mean, no, the name of the song wasn't going to do it. It's going to be fucking the, fucking the balls, the balls, the ass, the balls, fucking. What if I say this line? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Oh, Exorcist! There. Yep. Oh, fuck. That's exactly. What... <laughs> Jim, are you so mad that you didn't get that? Oh, I because I knew what it was, but I just. <laughs> but I but I choked. I I pee caroled. I fucking I I threw it on fucking fourth and wanted to go wide in the Super Bowl. No, Jim. Let me ask you. All I feel like the Iron Man one was weird. Is that not the weirdest song to have? And why the hell is that in Commando? I don't know. And when I found came across it, I was like, "That can't be real." And then I listened, and I was like, "My God, why would you program a song that's meant for the Exorcist in a Commando '86 game?" So yeah, I, yeah <laughs> fuck, God, fuck me in the ass. God damn it. <laughs> So goddamn mad right now. Jim's gonna randomly have that movie on the TV and just freak out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my beer at it. Fuck out! I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna break my TV. Then the wife's gonna yell at me. And then blah 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 blah. Uh, so Jim, open and shut case for all three of these, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. The more I dig into this, and the more I'm finding songs, like I, it's amazing how much are. Granted, they all seem to be from the 16-bit era. Like, there's been a few 64 games, yeah. but, like, I'm not finding as much from newer games. And when I do find them from newer games, I feel like they're still a little too obscure. So I'm trying to knock out all these super obvious ones. Right. God, fuck, I can't believe I fucking <laughs> fucked Exorcist. God damn it. <laughs> the, the most iconic song from the most iconic horror movie of all time. <laughs> I think it's Halloween. <laughs> it's okay, Jim. Listen, you're a few Chinese beers deep. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when I betray my, my homeland. All right. So. Uh, Goddamn Winnie the Pooh makes him a good beer. What can I say? <laughs> so everyone playing along, thank you. And once again, if you have any songs that you know of that you think sound like real songs, send them our way. Because I love putting Jim to the test. Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so moving on. To our reoccurring bit, which is better? Um, it may be straightforward. It may be more of an argument. But I wanted to go with beat 'em ups or shoot 'em ups. And for the argument, I'll just say stick with 2D. It doesn't matter vertical or side scrolling. Um, yeah. Which one is better? 
I think I know which one you like better. I feel like you're you've been a shmup guy for quite a while now, but do you like actually think two to it's three better? Years. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> I love both genres. It really depends on what you want to get out of it. I'll say in general to not be bitch boy. I'll say beat 'em ups because for the mo for the most part, I'll say beat 'em ups are more approachable, and you'll have it's easier to have a more fun time with a beat 'em up. So as long as it's well made. Now on the flip of that, it's very easy to make a boring generic beat 'em up, and then like shoot 'em like if you want to challenge, go to the shoot 'em ups, because that's where you're gonna get your challenge and like that real sense of accomplishment. You can have a challenge if you crank the difficulty on a beat 'em up, but I think just in general, like if you just want to sit down and enjoy yourself, it's way easier to do with a beat 'em up. Yeah, so I was gonna go beat 'em up strictly for the fun factor, and when I think of games I like to play, like when me and you would play. Like, right. I feel like there is something more satisfying about beating the shit out of someone. And in games like, you know, TMNT or, like, whatever, where you can throw them towards a screen. I, but I was also trying to think, and I don't know the answer. I don't think it's open and shut. Which one requires more skill? Oh, because by a, by a mile. Well, the only reason, ups. if you take... And here's the thing, too. Shoot em ups. In general, the genre as a whole... The games are more quality than you'll get with beat 'em ups. Like it's so easy to just crank out some garbo beat 'em up kind of deal, and you can do that with a shoot 'em up too. But like, shoot 'em ups are so niche too, for the most part, that like people who make them put the care into them to try to make them good. So, so the only thing I was thinking with shoot 'em ups, when I've seen like expert players and when they give their quote unquote tips, yeah, they're really mostly focused on a small area in front of the whatever character or thing you're using to go through. Oh, and yeah. So it really is, there's no doubt the reflexes are ten times better for people who are great shoot em ups yeah. But with beat em ups because like you are up close and personal in so many of them and you need to know characters, this and that, and in some cases, like if there's like... Uh, uh, like I think like Street Fighter like is it the good time to use your special when it's going to take some well, life okay, see, here, here's where I was expecting you to go are you so like when I say beat em up like I think of just like Street Fighter to me that's a 2D fighter I'm that, sorry I, did, I didn't mean Street I, I meant Streets of Rage okay okay yeah yeah no no, no I'm just saying like you were definitely right when I think in general, shoot-em-ups can be harder, but what I've noticed with shoot-em-ups is you... I, I find myself, I can get the pattern down of a shoot-em-up, and they almost never shock me. Like, once I get the pattern down, they're oh, almost you, easy. You, with can, a, you can memorize any shoot-em-up, yeah. With a beat-em-up, I feel like there's just always, like, a little variable. And, like, think of, like... How many times we've beat Street to Rage, and every so often you still just get thrown off by like someone throwing a weapon that you weren't expecting. Like, oh god damn it! Yeah. Like, like so, and when you crank that difficulty up, like I'm like, man, like games like Street to Rage One on the hardest Streets, difficulty. Street to Rage Four on Mania is a motherfucker. So yeah, so like, I when you consider the hardest difficulty versus the hardest difficulty. I, I don't know if it's as open and shut. Like, I think, without doubt, reflexes go to shoot 'em ups With beat 'em ups I feel like there's such a smaller window of error that... I, I don't know. It's tough. Like, I don't have an... I don't have an answer for which one's tougher. I... I definitely think beat 'em ups are better, because also, I've never exactly had a shoot 'em up where there was even... 
something close to a cohesive story. <laughs> and I know you don't care about stories, but uh, I also don't give two shits or never really look about like what enemies I'm fighting. Like you never appreciate the design of a shoot 'em up. Like it's so focused on the task at hand, which is avoiding incoming projectiles. That, that's actually that shoot 'em ups are a lot of them are actually really be pretty, but like you, you said, you don't have the time to appreciate it. Yeah, so it's almost like. It, it, it go. It, it's so focused on, and God forbid you get those like crazy bullet hell ones that like every oh, enemy burst, that that any every enemy bursts into like ten thousand pieces of gold that just comes mm -hmm. to you. So half the screen's filled with all the gold you're collecting, the other half's filled with all the projectiles the, you're yep. avoiding. Yeah, like what was that one game? I remember you were playing college. I know it's a very infamous one, but like you even change colors as the waves of bullets are coming towards you. Oh, Ikaruga. Yeah. God, like, I fucking suck at that game. But that that's like, you can't even begin to appreciate, you can't even look at the screen almost. Like, to me, that, like, defeats the whole purpose. Like, at that point, like, just make it all black and white. Who cares? Like, yeah. you know, whereas I've never played a beat-em-up that I didn't really, like, as I'm walking through, kind of look at the background, like, be like, oh, whatever. And also, I've always found music and beat-em-ups to be far superior than shoot-em-ups. Because shoot-em-ups are always fast-paced, that you can almost be generic with it with the sound. And I know I'm generalizing. I just think in general, beat 'em ups, they set tone much better with their sound. I, I think I think with the sound for the most part, both do an equally good job for the good titles. I'll say so. Yeah, it's easy to fuck up too. But yeah, I mean, you you have to have good music with a beat 'em up, or else it really takes it out of it for you. And like, you don't need good music for a shoot 'em up just because of the crazy action. But yeah. like, it really helps. So. Yeah. But no, I, I like I said, and I think when I sit down. But that's that's why I'm going to like if you just want overall fun, beat 'em ups are better. Yeah. If you want a challenge, shoot 'em ups are better. So take your pick. Nice. And if you're doing co-op with someone, what's your preference? No, beat a beat 'em up. Yeah. The only shoot 'em up I really think of that I will always love is Contra or any of the Contra games. See, Contra I don't consider a shoot 'em up. That's just like a 2D side scroller. Where you're just that's shooting, a, that's a running game. shooting that's a running gun. Yeah, but I count. I, I'm not counting vertical or just side scrolling. Shoot, I I kind of throw contra in there. See, that's just a running gun to me. Eh, that's just to me like a, a bastard of shoot 'em ups. Mm. Yeah, because it's. I mean, eh. it's side scrolling I mean, and you're shooting them up. Yeah, but it's not like like you can you control you basically control your own pace though in those. We're like. And shmups, like, you're always, like, you're forced to move and react and shit like that in real time. Like, you can just stay still and, like, plan and shoot and shit like that. You can, yeah. I don't know. I, I look at, like, what's your main objective? Are you just holding down fire the whole time and eliminating you enemies? You let us know in the comments. Is Contra <laughs> a shmup? It basically is. Come on. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Let us know in the comments also. What do you think? What do you like better? Which is better? Beat 'em ups or shoot 'em ups? And what's your reasoning? All right. <clears throat> and then finally, for overrated, underrated. I was having a little bit of trouble picking this. I was just going to say weapon-based fighting games, but I picked basically the two biggest ones, which is Soul Calibur and Samurai Showdown cuz when I looked up when I was thinking about weapon-based games in general, right, and put time killers in here or weapon lord? Weapon I mean I thought about doing it. But, uh, weapon Lord's cool. Weapon Lord's I underrated. love Weapon Lord. Weapon Lord is one of those 
you just have to invest so much time to get that parrying down that yeah. nobody wants to do that. But that's a yeah. really good game. But I thought about that. I'm like, really? You have Soul Calibur, Samurai Showdown, and there are other series, but like weapons-based fighting games are just not around. So do you think they're really, like, are they overrated? Are they underrated? Like, what are your thoughts? Um, it's, it's kind of interesting because, yeah, there really aren't, I mean, again, we're not the huge fighting game people, so we could be talking out of our ass here. But from what I know, for the most part, it really, it does just come down to Soul Calibur and, like, Samurai Showdown, like, a year or two ago, finally had their newest entry. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot of them out there that are just, like, pure weaponsy parrying kind of games and shit like that, so. Um... I guess almost in that point, you have to say they're underrated just because of how underutilized it is as a genre. Yeah, and I, I was trying to think about this. Like, why do you think they are? I mean, so there there is that like, there is that like that deadliest warrior game for that old T that Spike TV oh, I, show yeah, from oh, the yeah. three sixty. I still have it. I mean, it's, I, I have it too. I, there, there are, and but that one's again, like different though. And then, but then there was also like what was it, Bushido Blade back in the PS4 Bushido era? Blade. Yep, I have that too. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those, uh, and you can even argue, like... Like, the games are generally, I mean, except for Time Killers, but, like, the games that are, like, the big names in the genre are typically good, but there's so few of them. And that's what, like, that's what I'm not getting. Like, you could consider Mortal Kombat Deception a weapon game, because they kind all of. have weapon. Like, so, I, I, I almost look at it like, it adds a different element to the gameplay, I'm just curious, like, why are they not... Like, everyone, whoever I, I know who's played Soul Calibur and Samurai Showdown, I feel yeah. like they don't get appreciated enough and thrown in the mix. Like, I put Soul Calibur next to Tekken, like, in terms of how much fun I have when I play them. Yeah. Like, if you want to get into the minutia of the control or whatever, like, or, oh, the response time and did it, like, are you having fun playing it? Like, take uh, esports out of it. I don't know, Soul Calibur, there was something so satisfying about... Like, and Soul Calibur gave you so much content, especially in the older games. Oh so my god, much so game. much. And they were like... I could be wrong, but I feel like they were the first fighting game to introduce characters outside of their specific franchise. Like, they had the Spawn, Link, Yoda, Darth Vader. Soul Calibur 2 was the biggest one to be like, holy shit, these guys from outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I feel like a lot of them tagged on. Like, Mortal Kombat really didn't do it till 9. Yeah, no, they didn't do it until about <clears throat> then. So, like, you know, they were ahead of the game and thinking like that. And, I don't know, it just gave a different style. Like, because you couldn't just be in close. Like, and depending on your, your, your weapon, it really made their... It, it made it feel like there was such a bigger difference. Like, Street Fighter 2, I always say... I feel like the biggest difference with the characters was always strength and speed, ultimately. Like, of your characters, like, Zangief was a grappler, but that really still comes down to strength and right. speed. Strong, you're either strong and slow or, you know, weak and fast or, you know, an in-between with a projectile. Yeah, exactly. But with, like, the weapons, like, I feel like the difference between someone with a nunchuck and a, like, eight-foot spear, it felt so much different playing. Because you didn't have projectiles. Like, in general, most weapon games, you don't have a ton of projectiles. I know Samurai Showdown has a little bit more. But a in the bit. 3D ones especially, like, 
it, I, I don't know. Like, I always appreciate those games. So I always was like, man, why don't they make more of these? Is it because, like, games like Soul Calibur and Samurai Showdown kind of cornered the market? And people are like, all right, well, they already got it. I don't want to fuck with it. Or I don't know. What do you think? That's a really good question. Um, maybe it's just harder to develop for and uh, put that level of, like, timing. I guess once you really throw the parrying uh, aspect into it, yeah, that's when it kind of gets really fucky and trying to, like, balance out all the different weapons types parrying with each other and shit like that. So, The best example I can think of a more modern weapons-based... Did you ever play that game For Honor? No, no, I didn't. So that has, and it, I know it is regarded as like the best fighting, whether you call it a fighting game or not, it ultimately was a fighting game, but it was like the Vikings, Knights, and Samurai, eventually they brought in like uh, the Chinese uh, characters, but essentially it was, it's weapons based, it's kind of like Hyrule Warriors, and uh, um, the hell is that other game that's based on? Oh, all the Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty games? Warriors, where oh, even the original Dynasty Warriors. Was exactly, just a Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, you do go through a lot of bots, but then you go one on one with somebody. The amount of like you need to get parrying down, like or you're gonna die right away. It's so crazy because yeah, when you're like in some cases you're gonna be a knight with a giant like halberd versus like a Viking with a tiny ass axe, and like you gotta like move around. It's so much more strategy than I would think, like, a fighting game is versus just, like, block, block, block. You can't just block, 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 or your I, weapon I will break. Th I think you, that's part of the problem, too. I, they're generally slower. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it's tough to really make them as fun when they're inherently going to be slower. Yeah. I, I almost, like, does the graphical enhancements maybe help weapon games? Like, if you can really show, like, because in, in that game, some of the most fun things are... When you do it, finish somebody and you execute them in a crazy ass way, it looks cr and like it's almost the ultimate like fuck you, like you're like yeah I just took your head off like f like you know, I don't know. That is that's a good question because like the original Soul Calibur holds up graphically. Oh dude, and I still love. I mean, I put that in Tekken. I I, I like Tekken a little more, but ultimately I put them kind of side Te by Tekken's, side. Tekken's more Tekken's more fun, but like for I'll say for the older games, the older Soul Calibers hold up better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Like, man, that that genre just really. Uh... Yeah, I guess I guess if the biggest you know overrated thing you wanted to say is you can say they're slower and you know not as fun as yeah. like a as a non-based weapons one, but yeah, no, it's a different it's a different dynamic, like you said. But no, let us know in the comments below. What do you guys think? Do you think these games are overrated? Or are they underrated? Do you want to see more? Or, nah, they're good enough for where they're at. So let us know in the comments below for sure. Yep. But with that, we want to say thank you, everyone. Uh, we really appreciate you sticking around. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit subscribe below. If you're watching on YouTube, leave some comments. If you're listening on iTunes, <laughs> leave us a review. We know the system friggin' we'll sucks. We'll see it eventually. Yeah. We'll see it in two weeks. But once again, either way, however you're supporting us, we truly appreciate it. And with that, guys, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys.